Thank you for downloading this sponsored podcast presented by PR Week. For more podcasts, visit us online at prweek.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special PR Week podcast. My name is Steve Barrett. I'm the editorial director of PR Week. Really delighted to be joined by Brian Lowe, who's the president and CEO of BML Public Relations and Digital. And we're going to talk about fun, Brian, fundamental PR, reigniting the power of brand fun. So first of all, welcome. Great to be chatting to you and uh, looking forward to a good conversation. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks for the support of this uh, content. Now, fundamental PR reigniting the power of brand fun. Obviously, it's been a challenging past couple of years, starting in 2020 with COVID. And, you know, we're still dealing with the impacts of that. We've had lots of social issues, geopolitical issues around the world. Um, the, the world's in, in flux, and, and there's no denying that. Political polarization and cancel culture, mass shootings, it seems to be a nonstop diet of bad news. And in that context, I think for marketers and communicators, they've got to work out how to get their messaging across. But I think you've been doing some interesting research and uh, a nationwide consumer survey about this. And your, your premise really is, is it time for fun to return to brand marketing campaigns? So do you want to just set that concept up for us and talk about why you did it and, and what, you know, what the survey showed? Yeah, absolutely. So you nailed it. I mean, right now it's it's been the past two and a half years have been so challenging across the board that, you know, I think a lot of brands have dialed back on that fun and pre-COVID fun. There was a new adventure every day, it seemed like in, in communications, marketing, PR, advertising. And it seems like, you know, once COVID really bared down on the world, you know, everyone really took a step back and reined it in. So for us, I think it was important to really try to level set. And you look at the concept of of or the landscape now, rather. It seems like everyone has still dialed back on that. I don't know that people have really, brands have really gotten back to it the way that they were prior to COVID. So we felt that it was important to take the temperature of consumers and find out what they thought. You know, at the end of the day, you know, fun is something that is just so contagious, I think. There's obviously the physiological side of it, as you may know, a study show that fun increases serotonin levels. And that's a chemical that regulates many of our most basic processes like sleep, memory, mood. It boosts energy level. So it's a very powerful tool that brands can and should harness to build brand awareness, engagement, and loyalty as it really can have a positive impact within the minds of your target consumer. Yeah, because mental health has become even more of an issue in that, in that time, hasn't it? And people, you know, really have, have gone through tough times. And um, it, it's you're absolutely right that, um, you know, the, the mood needs to be leavened sometimes. Just before we get into it, how do you define fun? You know, what, what, what are we talking about here? Give us, uh, give us a sort of quick, uh, a quick summary of what fun is. Well, right. So well, brand fun, we should say. <laughs> well, I'm going to go total nerd here and, and, and really take it to the most basic. So Merriam-Webster defines fun as something that provides amusement or enjoyment. And I would have gone with dictionary.com's version, but they defined it as something that provides mirth. Uh, you know, it's the word I had to look up and, and, and sounds like the most unfun description I've ever heard. You know, I don't think anyone has it's ever a bit, said it's a bit Henry VIII. Yeah, no, I, I don't think anyone's ever walked up and said, Steve, I had so much mirth this weekend. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, I think, uh, I think we're going to try and bring mirth back, but uh, that's for a whole other podcast. I think. Yeah. But I think that, you know, fun really comes down to 
it's really describes a sense of liberation from the serious things in life, right? So work obligations, parenting, schoolwork. Um, you know, I mentioned all that physiological stuff earlier in terms of the effects it has on your body, but in its simplest form, I think fun is what people migrate towards. And I always look at it this way. Do you want to walk into a social setting and gravitate towards the person who looks like the hostage in the room or the person who looks like they're having the most fun in the room and the most enjoyable time. So, so at the end of the day, that fun, you know, to me, it, it, it feels creativity, laughter, joy, connection as a very important thing as, as we're brand marketers. Right. And, and even things like nostalgia. So, so those are really the things I think that, that we were looking at as we tried to kind of level the level, set the playing field as to what, what fun meant. Yeah. I'm sure you've had clients come to you and say, we want you to make us go viral, right? And if you think of those moments and those um, activations, they're usually around fun, aren't they? They're things that people are, you've got to look at, you've got to see this, it's hilarious, this video, whatever, the, I remember the skateboarding guy, you know. So what do you say to clients when they when they come to you? Uh, because that that's really surrounds this concept of fun, doesn't it? As a, a creative leader and an agency, what what does fun mean to you, and how do you infuse that into a client authentically? Because you know some things work for some brands and not others. Well, so first of all, it's the kiss of death if a client says, hey, yeah, yes, exactly. right? I mean, that, if you say yes to that, you're going to have a really rough campaign. Ahead of you. Uh, but I will say that, you know, we, we've, we've really had our finger on the pulse, I think. And we've had uh, over the span of, of a two year time frame, I think we had 10 or 11 stunts that we did across our client base, everything from uh, launching a a pumpkin spice pizza in the time of pumpkin spice of America to launching a gender reveal lasagna during the gender reveal crazes. So, um, you know, we've been able to, I think, whereas we don't walk into it, like we're going to make something go viral. We certainly think that we, we understand the elements that, you know, as they, as they align, it will produce a result like that, but we certainly never promise it. But, you know, I think that for fun is the, you know, it's, it's always been the core ingredient here for us at BML. I mean, since, I even envisioned, since I was working in another agency and envisioned opening my own, um, we wanted to build an agency that worked with fun brands, but a fun culture that fueled creativity that's, you know, just full of laughter and crazy ideas. And most importantly, to work with people you can have fun with while you're in the trenches for your clients. That's a really difficult, you know, sometimes we're talking about fun, but it, it can be really challenging, as we all know, in, in our line of work. So, so fun, you know, is very important to, to us, I think, as an agency. As to me personally, as being the person whose name is on the door, it took me a little bit to get there. And what I mean by that was about 10 years or so ago, I was at a wedding with a close family friend, and she kind of was, she was like a mother figure. And she said, pulled me aside and said to me, you know, you were always the kid having the most fun out of everybody by like a mile. And it was something that I'd never truly thought about. It was just something I was always drawn to. But then after that conversation, I connected a lot of dots and realized that fun has really been one of the most consistent themes of my life. So fun yields happiness and resonates with me like nothing else. So that's really one part of it. The last thing I'll just say really quick about, and I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here, is, is as we've talked about, the past two and a half years have felt impossible in so many ways as an agency owner, a small agency owner. Prior to COVID, our agency was on significant growth mode. We were in a really great spot. We we're adding great client partners and people to our team. And when COVID hit, it was devastating as it was for so many others, you know, as a business owner, an agency leader, a peer, many of our clients were in industries most severely impacted. And that was really difficult. And of course we had to make decisions that were necessary, but certainly not easy. And it was a big step back. We're, we're obviously now getting ourselves together in terms of, of uh, we're on a better recovery path now than we were. Um, so I'm happy to talk about that. But most importantly, you know, you have all that business doom and gloom. 
Then you compound that with a volatile political climate, a raging pandemic, polarized countries, social injustices, mass shootings, still in COVID, all those things that you mentioned, and the 24-hour news cycle that peddles ex- almost exclusively doom and gloom, I hit personally rock bottom. And for me, you know, when I was trying to think about my headspace and how do I get myself out of this, I realized the biggest void in my life for that long block of time was what was missing for the first time ever really was fun. So from that moment, you know, I made a conscious decision to infuse it back into, into what we do as an agency, into my personal life, making sure it was the centerpiece, because I think that we just don't realize how truly, truly powerful fun is. I'm not saying this just as like, Hey, this is like a marketing thing. Everybody let's have fun. Fun has effects on the brain. It's powerful and it's fun, but it's, it's incredible. So, so that was always important to us, you know, and making sure that in a climate that's, that is so full of doom and gloom now, tying back to the survey, we wanted to say like, enough is enough. I've seen personally seen how it's affected me in a positive way to pull me out of a bad headspace. I think our country is still in a little bit of a funk from that stuff. So I think it was time to find out consumers, what, what do you want? What's the line? Are, are we, are we a clear? Yes. Are we a maybe, are we a don't even bother me with this? So that was really the motivation behind it. Yeah, no, that's a good, good point. And uh, you're right. And I think everybody had those moments, didn't they, over the past uh, two or three years. But uh, actually, your, your point is well made in uh, talking about purpose. You know, if you think about getting serious health messages over, one of the most effective pieces during the pandemic was the Charlie D'Amelio distance dance thing that really did go viral on TikTok. So you can actually get serious messaging over, but use the concept of fun. And everybody was doing the distance dance and uploading their version. And that was a great example of a serious topic, but having fun with it and and getting a message over it, just great communication. So, um, you know, and we've seen that in the newsroom, we get... <laughs> I remember the Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, sun cream that, that arrived in the newsroom. There was a scooter that was powered by how loud you shouted. You know, so all of these things, they are a bit stunty, but actually they they, they do work and they uh, we cover a lot of them on PR Week. And they, it's funny how they always sell out because sometimes they only make a couple of hundred, but it's, it's a good story and you can have fun with it, right? And we, we actually did a great survey as COVID was unfolding. We did a survey that, you know, when frustration of March, April, May 2020 really set in, we were working with uh, American Standard, the iconic toilet brand, right? And we were trying to trying to have a moment of levity in that moment. Again, we thought this was all, let's keep in mind, we thought this was going to be a two-week snow day. Two and yeah. a half years later, we're still in this thing, right? So yeah. we did a survey that found that uh, the things Americans most wanted to flush about 2020, and it was it was fun and light and it, it it got great results and great traction. It was things like you're on mute, Zoom calls, cancels yeah. vacations, drive by birthday parties, murder hornets. Remember those? <laughs> uh, so, They're so coming we, to get you. Right, right. I mean, it was like, what was next? An alien invasion? Sure. Nothing would surprise me at this point. But the point was to to really even at a time of of doom and gloom is is to really just focus on. On, on the fun and, and making people laugh and, and just a respite for a minute, especially as, you know, I was doing research into this thing even deeper. And I, I found a statistic that is more of a range. It's not a hard statistic, but it says that we're receiving more, between 6,000 and 10,000 marketing messages a day. Every one yeah. of us, 6,000 to 10,000. So like, let's, let's try and help people out. I honestly think that this is 
this is a, a, a positive when you talk about purpose. Let's ramp up the purpose of fun to get people's heads straight again and get them to feel like back to normal a little bit. Levity will create that sense of, of normalcy, I think. Yeah, so we talked a lot about the last couple of years, but you did this survey with Harris Poll in May and um, found some really interesting responses from consumers. So tell us a bit about that and what constitutes fun in the eyes of consumers at the moment. So again, we wanted to be deliberate to identify the types of attributes that make up fun. So the options in the survey included uh, relevance in pop culture, characters and mascots, publicity stunts, slogans and jingles, humor, celebrities, and the type of products a brand sells. So 62% of respondents say that humor in brands, TV, radio, online, social, and or print presence makes them consider the brand fun. Now, that one, I think, you know, certainly makes sense, but followed by slogans and jingles at 46% and characters and mascots at 40%, but across all ages, humor was the top choice. But it comes as no surprise that the different age groups prioritize the characteristics of fun in different ways. So, for instance, slogans and jingles were the second most popular category for the oldest crowd, but not as popular with the youngest. The younger demographic appealed to the type of product the brand sells. So when you think about that older demographic, right, those guys, since they were kids, they came up on, on radio jingles and slogans that really hit. Whereas, you know, that's not as important to, I'd say, the, the, the mid-level group or, or the younger folks. So certainly found that humor is that unifying factor is that across the board was a clear leader. So here's what the survey found. And I would argue it's the most important statistic. Out of 2,050 respondents, 85% of Americans agree that it's time for fun to return to brand marketing campaigns, which is a really, really strong statistic there almost a craving for it. And I really believe that there was so much fun in brand marketing pre-COVID that it is noticeably missed by consumers. So great statistic there, really strong numbers. Consumers want it. Did you find um, any particular platforms? Obviously, TikTok is exploding, you know, every, especially amongst the uh, Gen Z crowd. It's it's ubiquitous, isn't it? I know parents are <laughs> like having to ration phone time because they're just on it all the time. But did you find any particular trends there between the different generations and the different types of activation? So we didn't dig into the actual platforms themselves. That is a, a, kind of the next survey that we're looking towards. Um, this one, we just really went more kind of general on fun. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So well, version two, but um, just dig into some of these uh, areas in terms of different industries, right? Because some brands have got, it, it feels, it's almost like with purpose, you know, if you're a Nike or a Ben and Jerry's, you've got a permission to do something that maybe Bank of America probably hasn't, right? But but every brand can do fun as long as it's authentic to them, I guess. What would your sort of advice be to brands looking to infuse a bit of fun into their comms and marketing? Well, so first I would say is that even if you're, you're more of a Bank of America versus a Ben and Jerry's, everyone can have it. Right. So first and foremost, you know, it, it don't don't worry if, if the thought is, well, well our, our customer base isn't used to that or we're not known for that. Maybe that's going to be a defining factor. Maybe that's a new that's a that to me just sounds like a, an incredible new opportunity and a, a new way to engage your target audience. But for us, we also want to identify the specific categories really for two reasons. Right. So the first was that we have extensive experience working in a lot of the brand categories we talk about from mom and pop and regional powerhouses to challenger and national brands. So we're using this as a little opportunity for a little intel for our client base and our agency. Secondly, we thought it was, uh, it was important to identify the categories where consumers expect 
brand fun and how likely they were to make purchasing decisions based on that. So brands want to know how to engage and get consumers to spend and what better way than to ask them about the factors that influence their decisions. So we found that seven in 10 Americans say that it's important that hospitality and travel brands are fun, followed by food and beverage and quick service restaurant brands, that they are all considered fun. So 72%, I mean, when you think about it too, you think about hospitality and travel, right? No one books a trip saying, I hope it's just all right. Like you want, you know, you want to make sure that, that you're, you're going to a, a fun and engaging, uh, you know, brand and, and, and it's going to deliver because it's your time to travel and enjoy yourself. Yeah. And they haven't been able to travel for a couple of years properly. So, yeah, you know, even exactly. more so at the moment, right? Exactly. So travel and hospitality people, I hope you're listening. Uh, ramp up <laughs> the fun, uh, you know, as people are starting to emerge and travel more and more and more. I, I think that that's obviously a huge opportunity. The other thing that we found was three quarters of Americans are more likely to purchase from brands they associate with being fun or upbeat versus from brands that they don't, which is, again, another huge statistic. Consumers are telling us that it resonates and it's what they're looking for right now. So, I mean, that to me is 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 telling. I've always been, again, a proponent of fun, but now consumers are almost they're almost craving it, according to the results here. So. I think it's fair to crank up the fun and get them spending. And especially as we're heading into uncertain economic times, right? This Intel can only help brands connect, which I hope they do. And most importantly, get people spending on their brands, you know, and, 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 and keeping that economic impact and that driver going. Yeah. And, and let's talk about the media landscape, because, you know, I, in the old days, you'd have your TV news and you'd have the last story would always be the kind of the fun one, wouldn't it? Um, and finally, and but people don't consume news in the same way, do they? They're, they're getting it from digital channels on their cell phone. So you don't necessarily have that nice, tidy last story element. So you've got to infuse fun in a different way. But do you think that uh, brands are not cranking out as much fun or is it that the media is just not as receptive to it? I mean, you know, we know a lot of news is bad news and that's kind of, that's always been the case. But um, is, is media receptive to fun narratives? So the answer is yes uh, about them. Uh, brands not cranking out as much and the media not being as receptive to it. I think it's, I think it's a combination of both. I think that brands, again, found themselves, they're trying to be sensitive, right, to the fact that there is so much going on in the world and that we're also still in this pandemic. I mean, let's not forget that, right? So, but I think we're transitioning into that endemic mode. But then again, you've got, you've got this, this concern, I think, to please everyone, which I think is, is really uh, a challenging one. And I think that, you know, through conversations I've had with some brands, you know, some brands are petrified to do anything because they're afraid of it just coming off the wrong way even when these things are completely well-intentioned. So I think that I think that there's some hesitancy from brands uh, on, on that side, but also, again, not appearing, not wanting to appear tone deaf to, you know, things like the, the war abroad and, and supply chain and mass shootings and all these other horrible things, right? The other thing, too, is that the media landscape has just changed significantly. As we talked about, doom and gloom is, is, is it. I mean, remember, remember when sex sold. I always say sex sells, you know, it's, that is not the way anymore. Um, you know, and, and, and some of that rightfully so, but, but doom and gloom seems to be in it for, for the long haul. Right. So I think some like fun is somewhat counterproductive to that business model, but it doesn't mean that it can't break through. I agree with you as PR people and consumer PR people specifically, our job is to vie for that last 30 seconds of the newscast after they talked about all the new, the, the doom and gloom. But I think also now, to your point, we also have a lot of other ways to push fun through. We've got own channels. We've got things we can pay for. We've got great creative that people can push out. You know, So I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. The reason I say um, 
or actually from the statistic we found four and five Americans say that in these challenging times, they crave news stories that are more fun or positive than dark and depressing. So media people, if you're listening, <laughs> you're going to still get your clicks. You're still going to get your ratings. What people are asking for is levity. That's how I process this, right? I'm looking at this, the results of this and saying that people are asking for levity. We understand there's a lot of heavy stuff going on in the world. Brands, it's okay to have fun again. I'm shouting that from the mountaintops. Um, there's a balance to it, right? And if you're worried about being tone deaf, call a media friendly, right? Call people in the media landscape that will give you an honest opinion off the record as to whether you're towing a line or you're about to fall over the edge of the cliff. But I think the headlines here, consumers want more fun, the positive stories over the negative. And I believe that if we ante up on the brand driven front across the board, we'll be able to carve out more real estate for it in the media landscape for sure. Yeah, it's all it's all the miserable journalists and editors' fault, isn't it? Really. The, the <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but actually, I, but I do think that, like to that point, right? They're being asked to to create content and stories that um, are all about the click and the rating, more so more now than ever, right? So it yeah. is a little, it, it is a little, it's it's tougher for them as well. I mean, so it's not just yeah. that it's not that they're the bad guys; it's that it's just harder on their side of the fence as well. It is. I remember editing a title about youth, youth workers and young people. And we did a survey and that showed that two thirds of stories about young people were negative, you know, and we were m making the same point. Not every story about young people has to be negative. And, and it's to your point, not every news story has to be has to be uh, dark and depressing. Actually, if you think about it, one of the most stunning things that's happened over the last 12 months is Wordle, isn't it? And that that is all about a bit of fun, isn't it? Have people having a bit of fun, comp competition, community. It's it's a brilliant marketing case study in many ways, isn't it? It, it really was. And I have to say that that was one of those things I was a hair late to, uh, but I, I do it every day because to your point, yeah, yeah it's, it's like 10 minutes of just like, okay, I'm kind of tuning out the world and I can have a little bit of fun with this thing. And if I win, it's great. And if I don't, well, there's always tomorrow. Um, it's absolutely, I agree. It was a totally a genius move. Yeah, and it, it from a brand brand marketers can learn a lot from that because it's increased engagement business wise for the New York Times. It's more than paid back on the investment in terms of new subscribers. So if you think of brand loyalty, brand engagement, bringing in a community, so uh, you know, and to that point, how would you? What's your messages finally to you know VPs of PR, marketing, and brands? in terms of infusing fun into what they're doing. And maybe if they, they might say to you, but my brand isn't fun. What are you telling them, Brian? Yeah, again, and I think we've touched on this a little bit in different spots, right? But I would say to recap that just because your brand might not be perceived as fun doesn't mean you cannot have fun, right? It's all in the approach. Um, you know, everyone was born with a sense of humor. People want to laugh, experience new things. To me, you know, my opinion, that's a common thread of human existence. Embrace it. Remember everyone from kids to seniors, again, like I mentioned, they're, they're being bombarded by these crazy messages every 6,000 to 10,000 messages every single day. That is a shite ton of messages. <laughs> <laughs> right? so, is that a scientific term? But I would say so, do them a solid and, and make it fun. And, and, and I would also really like to make the point because a couple of things that I mentioned too, a gender reveal lasagna and a pizza bikini and all these things that we've done, you know, it doesn't mean you have to, everything has to be sticky, 
right? You don't have to, if you're, if you're a conservative brand and you're not known for this kind of thing and you want to put your toe in the water, well then uh, pizza bikini is not your thing. Right. Um, but, but you can be serious or more conservative and still infuse the fun that resonates with your target audience. I think, I think having the appropriate data obviously is always important. Never hurts when you completely know your audience is, but also trying to find where if you have any Intel on what the line is as well, that's helpful so that, you know, uh, you know, you can create some tactics that hopefully are some creative that won't cross it. So, um, listen, if you, th- and if you think your brand can't be fun, that's a challenge. I love call me. <laughs> we're bringing uh, back. Yeah. We're bringing back the fun. It's, it's, back the fun. it's our mission for the rest of 2022. Love oh. it. And um, Brian, just to finish, um, people who want to see more on the survey results, the Harris poll thing you did, uh, where can they find that information? Yeah, so we've converted that into a full white paper, uh, and that can be found directly on our website. And this is, should be easy enough to remember. BMLPR.com forward slash fun. You got the fun. You That's know it. where to find it. So thanks, Brian, for joining us and putting the fun back into PR. We, we uh, appreciate it very much. Awesome, Steve. Appreciate you. Appreciate you.